Jim Beheim. He knows Billy Donovan well. He coached against Kobe White. He's a hoops junkie. Jim Beheim's a hoops junkie. Jim Beheim, hoops junkie. It's been a long time since I've talked to Jim Beheim. He's a complete hoops junkie. Jim Beheim, I, I know you're a hoops junkie. I'm a basketball junkie. There was nothing better. Yeah, if you if you talk basketball with him, he I mean he called himself a basketball junkie six times during that conversation. Basketball junkie. Look at you. Your nose is running. You junkie. You promised me you wouldn't do that anymore. I did it. He's gone, and we couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, it's official. After a first-round loss to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament, Jim Beheim goes out and retires. This was a really weird public year for Jim Beheim. Seemed to be under a lot of pressure and going after people at pressers and then today was the culmination of the oddity publicly yeah it? well i mean uh going after people at pressers jim bayham has been doing that for about four decades yeah uh at this point he, he has a L- little more unhinged this year as he seemed a, a little with more, they, more with more frequency i he, guess so he went he, so he's not one sentence on the internet matters <laughs> <laughs> he it's like a rite of passage for Beheim to chew you out at a press conference. He he's very very media friendly to the national media, and then he expects a hundred percent of loyalty from the local media. But that's not how it works. Uh, but he basically feels like, and he wouldn't say this, but he's like. The reason that Syracuse matters in many ways as a town and a university is because of him oh, and yeah. that program. Like there's no there's no reason that Syracuse basketball should be a powerhouse, not that it has been recently, but a powerhouse that has a national championship and a bunch of final fours and sets the on campus attendance record every year when it's in the middle of nowhere in a tundra that gets over a hundred inches of snowfall a year mm-hmm. near no major recruiting grounds, you know? But he for, for sure. And they know it. Sir the Chancellor knows it, said it at the beginning of their statement, right? We would not be the powerhouse we are today. He he is and has been and was Syracuse basketball. This isn't like Kansas basketball or North Carolina basketball or even Duke basketball, where like, there is absolutely no guarantee that Syracuse basketball will be relevant in five years. Or still be a power, even considered a potential powerhouse program. What kind of faith do you have in Adrian Autry? Dude, it's... No, I know. Where's UConn? Right. Where's UConn after Jim Calhoun left? Yeah, it's... And it worked with Kevin Ollie for a few years, sort of. It's it's hard. It's It's a really, really hard thing if you aren't a perennial power that's proven it with multiple different coaches. And it's nowadays... So Bayheim used to color outside the lines a lot. A lot of NCAA infractions, some slaps on the wrist, some real stuff. Mm-hmm. But he would go get, like, the best kids from New York City, from Baltimore, from D.C., and he'd go get them to play in upstate New York where it snows all the time. And yeah. he'd say, hey, play my 2-3 zone. You can save your energy on defense, and then I basically don't call any plays on offense, and you can just run the pick and roll and get your points and go to the league. Carmelo and, says, yes, I'm in. Billy and, Owens says, yes, I'm in. Yeah, John Wallace, like all, Pearl Washington. Derek Coleman. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie Cycli from Greece. Those were my teams. All, the, all these guys. And he'd get some NCAA violations, but he would be good. And then all you know, and they would win. And he built this juggernaut. But then he kept getting in trouble. And so then he had to kind of stop cheating. And then all of a sudden, the best players on, his, on the team were his kids. 
Like, and one of them transferred in from Cornell because uh-huh. of COVID. It's like, wait a minute, the best player on Syracuse is yeah. a white kid named Bayheim who uh-huh. got a scholarship offer to Cornell? And then he That's put, not good. And then he hit another kid in the nuts, and Jim said nothing was wrong. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's just – and then, yeah. like, like – and so – and then – the thing is, he's such a stubborn old man, he still wants to keep coaching. This is how his press conference went today. He loses in the first round of the <laughs> ACC tournament today, and he's asked about retirement or what's going to happen, and this is how he handles it. Um, but uh, I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I, I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Are you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, I but you're not I just saying- said it. I don't know. So you don't know, okay? I said this is up to the university. And you, you're not sure whether you're when will you, when will how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Wow, there's no way to know. Wow. And then ten minutes later, wow. Syracuse basketball put out a clearly planned press release. Adrian Autry to take helm of men's basketball as Jim Beheim's story career comes to end. Who's uh, who's quoted in that piece? I see the chancellor. Yeah, the cha- the chancellor, top. the athletic director, oh, yeah. and Adrian Autry, and, and no quotes from Jim Beheim. Huh, I don't it, find his little bit cute or funny at all. No, like he's kind of like an arrogant bitch. Uh, he the, yeah, the more that's you, fair. the more you lose, the more you come off like an arrogant bitch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. The more you are a, a shell of your old program and you complain about NIL because everybody is doing the stuff above board that you used to do below the board. Yeah, it, it, it's ugly. But that was fascinating today. It's like it, it that sounded like a government coup. He, he just sorts. he just does he does he wanted to go out on his terms and they said, no, you'll go out on our terms. Yeah. And I think that he kind of wanted to be done. But he wanted to be done with fanfare and being unquestioned. And there's a ton of Syracuse alums that have been sick and tired of the act for a while and the losing. Like in Adrian Autry in the press release, it's like they've gone to the NCAA tournament in seven of his 12 years. That's not – those are Bayheim's 12 years too. Yeah. Like they go, missing the NCAA tournament 50% of the time uh, for Syracuse over a 12-year period is crazy. The only reason it hasn't become a complete laughingstock is because they've made deep tournament runs. Mm-hmm. They went to the Final Four in 2013, and they went to the Final Four in 2016 when they had that upset run here at the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight yeah. at the United Center uh, when they were here. So still a good tournament coach, unbelievable a legend of the sport, did something for that program in my alma mater that no one ever expected him to do. And honestly, pretty good to student media. Really tough on you. Yeah, but, but no, he would, it but probably he, helped student but media. He, but, he, but he would treat you like pros, and he would say all the time, he's mm. like, we're known for our basketball program and our journalism school, and so if these guys want to go be professional journalists, I'm going to treat them that way. But he he will go on with student media. Like, he will let you into the press conferences. He used to let you into the practices. You could answer questions. He used to call into the postgame show. That I did. He'd be driving home, mm-hmm. and I would be. This is when I wasn't a student. It was when I was working there, like a year after college. And he, I was just like questioning why he didn't name one of the guys like a starting point guard. I was like doing the old like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. If you have two point guards, you have none. It was an idiotic point. And he was like, Danny, 
you could drink as long as there was no press you could dribble the ball across half court it's like oh thanks for calling in jim in syracuse (laughs) so i like the guy but it was well past time for him to go boy i'm surprised uh, with all that interaction with syracuse media that more of you guys haven't done anything successful in the business yeah i know you know you'd think it would have given a given some kind of training ground if uh, if he's part of things yeah. like that so he's out it's a weird um, when's the memorial when are you guys from the secure syracuse <laughs> chicago media all getting together to tell your sob stories <laughs> oh, i'm gonna miss him so much <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know the group chat's lighting up right now we're gonna we're gonna light some candles we're gonna go to a bar oh tell me about when he called your post game show no tell me about when he called your post game show everybody tell me about when he said something mean to you oh yeah he said a mean thing to me too oh yeah he totally frat boyed me up how about you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our stories. Badge of honor. Yeah. Badge of honor. Let me tell you about Emerson College basketball. Please okay? do. Please do. Now I got nothing. Uh, well, Rayon Thomas was pretty good, and he played uh, with Ramil Robinson in high school. And Larry Potash of WGN Morning News was was on the Emerson team that year. There you go. Yeah. Fun fact. That's cool. Not that fun. No. Um, But, you know, it's an interesting time because it's weird. Like, you look up at the top 20 in NCAA hoops – and Duke is nowhere to be found, and North Carolina is nowhere to be found. I guess Duke is right there at 21, but Carolina's having a terrible year. Michigan State way out of the the mix this year uh, at the top. But, I mean, there's still a little time, obviously. But, like, some of the Blue Bloods are still there, UCLA and Kansas. But there's also, you know, Houston is a perennial powerhouse. Purdue and Texas some of these teams, obviously Gonzaga, who won, what, their 19th WCC title in the last 20 years? Out- outrageous. Yeah. But, like, it's, a, now, it's not a matter of the tradition and the recruiting channels and the old school way. It's like who has converted to name, image, and likeness above board the best from all the old cheating ways that everybody used to do it? Who has converted the best? Alabama has converted well. Houston was like, oh, okay, we can just do this and report it? Sure. <laughs> Let's talk to our tax lawyers. They'll, they'll find a way to do this in the proper way. Like, it's yeah. those kind of logistics is what now separates you in terms of being able to recruit. And he did not keep up in any, any way. Exactly. Your 16th favorite baseball player. He's been in town for 30 baseball seasons. This is number 31. He's a multi-level baseball person. And it's a present-day high-level pitcher that cracks number 16 on Speaks' list. Next on the score.